the Moms on Maternity YouTube show and podcast. I'm Amy Cruz, and today we have on Jamie Fagan. Welcome, Jamie. Hi, Amy. It's nice so, to be here. So, Jamie, you are a true and tried business owner. You've um, owned and operated a number of things over your career, and you and I met on LinkedIn, which is a kind of new way of meeting people. It certainly is for me, too, yeah. So I, I have, I, you know, I appreciate everything, your support on LinkedIn, and I consider you a LinkedIn power user. Why do you think that I call you that? Well, it's, it's not because of my 229 connections. <laughs> um, I, I am connected with people that their content resonates with me uh, and exclusively. There, there are not others on there that, that I've connected with that bring value to me and that I bring value to them. My value to them right now is by engaging them in content, by sharing thoughts and ideas, uh, learning from them. Um, I've actually was just given access to a preview publication, a book that's coming out next month by Heather Monahan. And she, because of my interaction and engagement with her, she allowed me access to her book to uh, to pre-review. I saw your post on that just now, and I want to get to that later in the show. Um, looks like a really cool book. Do you recommend people go through and look at their connections and unconnect with people, or what? How are what's your strategy on keeping your connections so low? Do you see it growing? How do you, you know? You just said that you try to connect with people on LinkedIn whose content resonates with you. How do you know who that's going to be? There's a lot of questions there. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I, I haven't, uh, I haven't broken connections. Uh, I've had a couple broken with me. Um, in fact, I just yesterday, I, I actually was blocked by a by a connection. Um, first time for that. Um, I have right now 63 people that I've got network requests out to. Um, most of those I know personally, and they're not frequent users. So the connection request will just stay there. Um, but in terms of finding people that resonate and, and that you like their content, go through your homepage. Look at, look at what's there. You get, I've done it early morning. I, I get up early and I have my coffee and I scroll through LinkedIn. And I've got down to the bottom of the homepage and you know, come across the little blue symbol that says new posts. And it takes you up to the top and takes you through posts again. Why do you feel someone blocked you? I, I'm not positive. Um, I, I had um, tagged the individual on, an, on another person's post. Um, and uh, I don't believe they appreciated it. Well, I hope you didn't take it personally. Some, you know, it's... I, I, having been hit by cars, I, yeah, I felt like I get hit by a car. It was it was it affected you? Yeah, and that's my personality type. It's one of the reasons why I won't go and connect with with just anybody. Um, and and so yeah, you know, it, it impacted me when I saw it disappear. And and that's that's one of the big differences. I know all two hundred and twenty nine people that I'm connected with. Um, not I haven't met them personally, but I've engaged with them. Yeah. And so. You know, having engaged with someone for 12 or 16 weeks and suddenly to have them, you know, disappear um, from my feed, 
and and from the notifications you've engaged with them for a couple how many weeks a couple it's been a couple of months now yeah and it was positive until recently it just decided and, that's until so I, strange until i tag until i tag them on a on another person's post um which i thought you know it was in line with a, a post that they had made and that i had found really encouraging um and i and i and i tagged i tagged that individual and there, there was a, a brief DM exchange. Uh, he was very busy yesterday. And by the time I came back, their picture was gone. And off the, you know, the, the messaging, you know, and so they're gone. No more messages can be sent. So yeah, they're, they're gone. <laughs> oh, yeah, I have experience with the block button myself. But you know, anyway, um, so you are a business owner. Tell us a little bit about your career journey and how you see LinkedIn playing into your continued journey. Okay, so I mean, my, my business experience goes back to before I was 10 years old. I interviewed for my first job before I was 10, only a few weeks before I was 10, but a few weeks before I was 10. Back then, paper routes were independent contractors. I mean, you can think of Uber, right? Like independent. And so you didn't work for the newspaper, you worked for yourself, you invoiced and, and got paid. Um, and I had to interview with the district manager and my parents. It was a three panel interview on whether or not I was capable of doing this, this job. And I did it as a nice round number for 100 months. So I did it for just over eight years, right through to, to graduating from high for school. For only 10 years old? Yeah. Wow. And so I did it from... The time that I was in public school, you know, grade six, right through to finishing my grade 13. Um, I, I worked while I was in school. I, I took another job at a, at a computer store um, building. And I mean, back in the 80s, it was IBM compatibles <laughs> were, were just out. Um, even Sanyo, if you ever watched the movie War Games, the original, those were Sanyos all over the place. And I had one of them on, on my desk at home. Um, I've been a vice president of finance for a corporation. Um, you know, in my university days, uh, disc jockey, videography uh, with, a, with a group of, of yeah. friends and individuals. I've been a DJ. Um, I took a year off after my first year of university. Um, and I say, take a year off. I just didn't go back. They, I didn't notify them. I just didn't pay my fee and just disappeared for a year. Uh, started up a, a gift store, teddy bears, music boxes, gifts and collectibles. Um, did that for about uh, six months, all total, and realized I had a lot more to learn about the business world. So I, I, I walked into the, to the Wilfrid Laurier University. I went to the registrar and I said, so... I'd like to come back this year. <laughs> they said, what do you mean come back? <laughs> and I said, well, I, I, you know, I was supposed to be here this year and I, and I just skipped the year. And she goes, you can't do that. And so I ended up having a, a meeting with some, some very interesting people. And by the time I had done explaining the business and why I failed and what I had to learn, they looked me in the eye and they said, well, we're happy to have you back. How would you like to, to enter in the co-op program? And so they actually upgraded me as I came back and I was able to enter into the cooperative education program at Wilfrid Laurier for my final three years as well. 
Um, went into the business world, started off um, in finance, um, cash management and internal audit. And after four months of that, I decided it wasn't for me. So I switched streams in my second and third year into marketing, um, did uh, two placements, so eight months in, in marketing with Alt Foods, um, which was a seal test and, and a few other uh, brands like Black Diamond. Um, spent eight, eight months there in my final years and, uh, and went into business, into the corporate world, you know, did, did the normal stream of things. Uh, started off as a marketing assistant, assistant product manager, product manager. Um, switched, switched jobs from, from Bix Pickles to Dare Foods. And um, many in the U.S. won't be familiar with Dare, but uh, cookies and crackers and candy. And I was the product manager of the candy business. Um, and I came in one day, as, as many do, and was fired that day. I was walked out that night after work unexpectedly after a week of vacation uh, so i came back from a week of vacation and got walked out that night so that was very traumatic it took me seven months to to find work again and there was a lot of uh, dark days especially after the summer had gone by without any responses to i mean to say i was ghosted i got two rejection letters out of 80 applications um, the rest, I couldn't even get a phone call into them. And then um, towards the end of the time, end of December comes around and I had applied for a job. And again, hadn't heard anything back, just, you know, cricket sounds. And out of the blue, HR called me and she goes, you know, this is, um, this is Clerica calling and we're in the HR department and we have to apologize to you because your resume got passed on from one hiring manager to another without your permission. So would you be okay if we sent you the job for the one that the hiring manager that's interested in you? And I said, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, sure. <laughs> and um, so the, I got the, the paperwork from them and it was a fabulous job. The only challenge was I had to take a 40% pay cut. And so I did, and I did, I mean, not only was it was a fabulous job at Clerica, um, again, um, switching roles, so back into finance from the, from the consumer packaged goods, but back into finance, uh, market research analyst um, on the mutual fund business. And five months later, I was promoted to product manager of the mutual fund, a new, wow. newly created position for me. Interesting. So yeah, did that for two years and got a call at 7 a.m. to come into work. You know where this is going, <laughs> um, except it was the entire team. We, we came in and they gave us all nine weeks notice, the entire team because of the Sun Life acquisition of Clerica. And so it started all over again. Uh, this time though, I, I took, uh, took the bull by the horns and, uh, and went and found myself a job at Sun Life contract, uh, but it was six months but it was contract, it was stable, and literally worked my way out of a job. So I moved from the business side of the business to the administrative side, and literally transferred the $6 billion of business to CI Mutual Funds. 
Um, contract was extended four more times, right through to, to June of 2003. And uh, so, yeah, interesting ride. But after being fired twice in three years, I had very much decided that I was done with the corporate world. Ah, that was what it was. I so was you decided that, you would never be an employee again or what? Wasn't going to risk that. No, I, I had been in the dark. I mean, seven months unemployed. I had just bought a house in 97. So, you know, 99 is only two years later, uh, living off savings. Um, it was a dark place. I wasn't going back there. So, okay. So what, so you had the contracts and then you decided basically to structure the rest of your career and life work journey, but in ways where you would not be an employee, meaning you would continue to be a contractor or a business owner. Is that correct? Yeah, so as part of the severance package that Clerica offered, if you were to start up your own business during the transition period, they would give you a grant of $10,000. Wow. In addition to your severance package. Cool. As long as you were in business six months later. That's so cool. So, I mean. What a great company to do that. Clerica hands down you know they they had they used to be the mutual group and so they were known as mother mutual and they treated their employees extremely well mother mutual mother mutual oh i just love it so much that's awesome and you know there were lifers there erica c-l-a-r-i-c-a yep cool so okay so you then what business did you start with the 10 grand fagan's lawn and garden I went out and and quite literally started mowing lawns. I had I had always enjoyed landscaping. And I mean, at the time, you know, this is 2003. They're buying my equipment for me. Right. Yeah, 10 grand, you mean? With the with the 10,000. They they helped me write a business plan. Wow. It helped me do vision boards. So does Fagan Lawn, Lawn and Garden have a website still today? It never had a website. It never had a website and they still counted I, it. Okay. That's, I don't know if it would count in today's day and age. Um, well, <laughs> no, it, it gets worse than that. I, I only ever had 50 business cards and not all of them were given out. So I was in business doing landscaping for 18 years and all of it was word of mouth. I never called anybody. I never did any cold calls. I just did really good work. And how did they? How did you prove that you had a business to Clarica? Sorry, how did I? Did they? I'm just curious. Did they require that you just showed a business card to get the grant after six I, months? I showed them pictures of of one of my landscaping jobs, and the lettering on the truck. Cool. Oh, cool. You got lettering on the truck. That's cool. Yeah. I, I had advertising on the truck. Yeah. <laughs> So I had the, the truck was all done up in vinyl, um, never got a single call from it, but it was done. Um, but yeah, all the, all the business was, was word of mouth. Okay. Right, from the very Anything, start. And then did you start something else after that? Um, there, there's been a few things um, here and there, but this has been the, this has been the mainstay. Is, You've been is able to support yourself through your landscaping company. That's truly been only a word of mouth marketing business. Yeah. That's incredible. Do you do all the work yourself? I do. I, okay. I have had uh, friends help. 
-hmm. So I had, um, I had one friend back in 2009 and he was laid off unexpectedly. And, you know, I said to him, I've got some work this week. If you'd, if you'd like to join me, um, wow. it was a busy week work for me. So I brought him on for the week and, and we what city are you in? Kitchener at that where time. Is where, where is it? Where are you looking? Um, now we're west of Toronto, if that helps. And, and, and you have the business there in that neighborhood? Yeah. Okay. Okay, so what's it LinkedIn tied to this? What do you see? Do you see your LinkedIn efforts going somewhere for that business or something totally new? Or how do you it's see your LinkedIn journey? Very, very to much that? new. Very much new. Um, I, especially with the, the pandemic, but um, 2018 uh, is when the separation started. Um, so that was traumatic to begin with. What separation? From my wife. Oh, okay. You hadn't brought that up yet. Okay. I not brought that up yet. So 2018, a separation started. Um, it, uh, Do you it, have kids? No. Okay. No. Um, and so it was ugly. You know, um, I had had the, the house prior to marriage, uh, had it paid off before I was 40. And so, yeah, 11 years into the marriage, um, things went south very, very quickly. Um, as part of the court proceedings, there was um, a significant amount of money being requested of me. So I ended up losing the house, um, ended up having to, to go to, to court numerous times and all the way to trial, um, which is very unusual. Um, normally people would end up settling. Outside. Yeah, I would imagine, especially without kids. I mean, it's like- Well, the only asset, on. the only asset that was in contention truly was the house and the business. Um, but it was, a, it was a fight right to the- I'm sorry uh, to hear that, that's tough. Thank you, thank you, Amy. Um, and then 2019, um, my dad was diagnosed with stage four cancer. And so he, he died in January, just before the pandemic started. Wow. Um, you know, middle of 2019, I ended up losing my house. Um, that I'd had for, you know, quite a few years, 21 years. Um, so yeah, it was, it was very, very hard. Yeah, you know, I, yeah, it's, it's like one thing after another, right? And, and so losing the house, losing the workshop. So I had a detached garage that was set up as a workshop. Uh, I was doing all my own repairs. Um, got for the, the lawn point. equipment, you mean? For all, yeah, for all the lawn equipment. Um, back then I was also doing snow through the winter. So one of the things I did was actually build myself a snowblower. Oh, cool. So I've been using my hands for, for quite a while. Um, learning is, is just something I do. Um, so if something breaks, I will fix it before throwing it out. Um, if someone else breaks something, I will try fixing it and giving it back. I have an old record player I need fixed, a really <laughs> antique one. <laughs> That's, that's the type of things I do. So yeah. I think I pulled my first radio apart when I was eight. That's cool. um, yeah, so it's something I enjoy. And it's actually, um, it's a skill set that's going to be transferable um, end of next month. Uh, we're going to have to get back to that because I just saw your eyebrow raise. Yeah. Um, but LinkedIn started over a year ago um, in looking for a new job to replace the landscaping. Mm -hmm. 
Um, so I started like many people do, you know, networking, reaching out to consumer packaged goods people from 20, 30 years ago um, to rebuild the network because I'd, I'd been away from it, all of it. I wasn't keeping in contact with people. Um, I was doing my own thing for, for almost two decades. So most of them didn't even know where I had gone and what I had done. And so I started reaching out to people all the, all the way back to high school. Uh, so I found over half of my graduating class on LinkedIn from 1988, so way, way back, uh, and just started reaching out to people and saying, hey, you know, I'm not looking for anything right now, but I wanted to reconnect, wanted to say hi, how are you during the pandemic? So that's how it started. Uh, but it quickly has kind of evolved since then. LinkedIn is a wonderful place to learn, uh, to meet people, to share ideas. Um, there doesn't always have to be an objective right away. Put yourself out there, start, start learning, start learning how to do things. Um, you know, I made a couple of posts early on. Um, one of them actually did, did very well. It was um, a picture of one of the jobs I had done of a, of a front, uh, front landscaping job on a, on a house. Um, but recently, so in the last, um, I don't know, five months, I've become a lot more active in, in engaging, commenting. Um, and it's been interesting to watch the reaction, you know, given I am small, but as you have, you know, described me a power user, because yeah, if I'm here early morning and I'm not doing anything else rather than throw on the television, I'll do LinkedIn. And so I'm up over 700 views on my profile right now, just by commenting. Um, I have more people following me than I'm connected to um, because of the interactions I'm, I'm doing. And it is, it is going someplace. I'm not sure entirely where yet, but it is part of my plan. And I'm still deciding the why uh, in terms of what that looks like, uh, because I'm still- What have you learned from your- LinkedIn commenting and connections and having people follow you. Like, what is your biggest takeaway about it all? There's a lot of noise on LinkedIn that you can just skip. Um, as a power user, I'm seeing the same post from 12 different people, 15 different times. Um, each day, people- What do you mean? Like they, share, they post the same content? In, in, in some cases, yes, I have seen the exact same video content posted by half a dozen people over the course of a few, a few days to a few weeks. Um, and it's, it's the influencer type video content trying to sell something. So here's the link in the, in the, in the, in the comments. Um, but you, you quickly see a pattern. So if someone posts that it's, you know, National Pancake Day, which happened, suddenly everybody's posting about pancakes and about food, um, gratitude. Um, you know, th there are some exceptions to that where you would expect it. So 9-11. I see, so trending topics. Trending topics, yes. Yeah. So 9-11 was, was one where people were sharing some very legitimate and heartfelt comments. Um, national suicide awareness was another one, you know, it was, 
it, it touches a lot of hearts. It touches my heart. I've lost two very good friends to, to suicide and I've had other attempts that have happened in my, in my years. So it's near, near and dear, right? Um, but, you know, does everybody need to talk about kindness and gratitude just because everybody else is? It's a good topic. Um, there are some original people posting, you know, on that. And, uh, you know, I can't say that the ones I commented on were the first, um, but their comments, the thought they put behind their content truly did resonate. And so they got a, they got feedback from me. So what, and so what's the, the other learning in terms of, I mean, you're, you've learned that there's trending topics, but what about in terms of people's reactions to, um, you know, are you noticing people just starting to comment to get into intellectual conversations? Are you noticing them trying to get into your DMs? Are you learning about people um you know what are you actually learning about people yeah there's there's been some engagement to me people wanting to sell certainly not to the to the extent that some people complain about on mm. LinkedIn. um you know i haven't had a connection oh here i'm trying to sell you something you know and suddenly have you know my inbox inundated um but i think you know there's a, there's a lot of people that are responding to their first level contacts out of obligation. Mm, you know, yeah. you, you, there's a lot of just thanks or, or emoji showing up back and forth. And you look at the contents and the first eight people are all the same. There's no words even involved. It's just back and forth. Um, and and that's, that's where I'm different. If I'm gonna offer a comment, it's, it's coming from my heart. Yeah, your comments are really smart. I mean, that's why it intrigued me about you is they show that you understand business. Well, At least I've, on the ones I've read. I've, I've, it's 40 years of, oh. of not only education, but emotional intelligence in terms of being through it, being able to relate to it. So if someone's you know, complaining about loss, losing their job, yeah. Um, one of the things I did for, for many weeks, especially this summer, I noticed it a lot more. It's changed now because more people are hiring is people would be saying, you know, I'm looking for work. And I would write their name down and tag them on anything that I saw that was in their bubble of what they had wow. said they were looking for. I got a dozen thank yous. That's amazing. You're such a good person. <laughs> Seriously, that's a really, you've been, I mean, you're really helping people. That's great. Well, why wouldn't you do something that you would expect someone to do for you in return, right? I well, mean, I mean, I don't think people would expect strangers. Was it a stranger or no? Someone you know? Um, first level, second level, third level. Yeah. 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 It, cool. To me, it doesn't matter. That's what LinkedIn is for. Mm -hmm. right? um, yeah. I, I have a second level content she posted today about her son. And it's like, well, I, I've seen a recruiter's comment go viral. She's got over 100,000 resumes that she has to apparently take a look at now because she had offered, it's like, yeah, just tag me and I'll take a look. And, you know, she's got 10,000 comments and 100,000 views and she, she jumped 15,000 connections in three days. Because what did she do? She posted, you know, I posted my comments and I'll take a look at your profile and see whether there's anything I have for you. Mm. 
And it everyone's really looking for a job out there, huh? And and she's very successful. Um, last Thursday, she posted, you know, she hit her all-time record. She put out six six offers to people. So, you know, she's good at what she does based on based on her cool. post. That's cool. And I have no problem tagging people to to her. Um, you know, I'm not good. looking. I'm not looking for work from her, but she's doing a good service for people. Do you see most people on LinkedIn as people looking for jobs or business owners or a combination of both? The most active ones, I would say, are have a product. They have their why defined. Um, they, they know what they're doing. So they're either offering training or coaching. Um, there's whether it be a lot of fitness, there's a lot mm. of people that are helping you know, executives or the average person that's tried everything. And, you know, like, do you want some one-on-one -on -one coaching virtually? Uh, and especially with the gyms being closed, people are, are really lacking that. Um, there, there's a lot of connection going on um, for, um, for mentorships. Um, I see it predominantly with, uh, with women entrepreneurs, um, with the mentoring each other supporting each other, um, tagging each other, uh, and truly trying to help them, you know, level their game up to take that next step, that next bold step in many cases. Um, so there's a lot of support. So that leads me to that book you just read. What was your biggest takeaway? Heather, what's her last name? Monaghan. And it's the name of the book was a good, it was a good title. What was it? Overcome Your Villains. Overcome your villains. I love the word villain. So what's your biggest takeaway from the read? Well, everybody has, has their villains. Sometimes the villains themselves, they're what's holding themselves back. They need to overcome themselves. And, uh, you know, the, the negative feedback that they've been giving themselves, changing the, the, the mental aspect. Um, but it's about, if I had to sum it up, it's about being able to look at every experience you've done, bad, good, mm -hmm. the impacts of people around you and truly being able to, to take that and make it part of, of your go forward plan. Learn from it, truly spend the time. Well, I mean, that, I always have been, I think one of the quotes I live my life by, it's exactly what you're saying. And it's of Steve Jobs. And it's, you know, you can only connect the dots looking backwards, not forward. So everything you do is actually part of where you're going, but you don't see how it all comes together. Yeah, you, you know, and, and there's a, you know, you look at a farmer, you don't plow a straight furrow looking behind you. But that, that's one way to look at going forward, having your vision, having your goal way out there and keeping it in focus and always, I mean, your line won't be straight, but you're always going to be heading towards it. But yeah, if you were to turn around and look, very few of us are, are, are plowing a straight furrow behind us on our path to our, to our goal, our yeah. you know, dream. And looking at our, our, our challenges and trying to make ourselves better. Um, overcome your villains, of course, it has the two aspects. Overcome your villain here and here, but also, you know, whether it be a toxic work environment, um, a, a toxic supervisor, boss, because to me, those are two different things. You know, a, a boss has a certain connotation to it, and someone that's supervising you has another. Um, 
but if you're not happy where you are, why are you still there? You know, truly, I, life is way too short. Something can happen. I've been hit by three cars. That's my claim to fame. Life is way too short. Yeah, to, it is. It is. Okay, so do you, um, you know, final words on LinkedIn. Do you, are you looking for more connections, more people to follow you? Are you looking for continuing to discover new people that you want to connect and follow with? How do you decide when to connect versus follow with some, someone? And right now, so yeah, I'm, I'm following 25 people, um, engaging with their content as, as my heart allows me to. So I'm not, I'm not the type of person that's going to leave you a comment if, if there isn't something that, that's resonating with me. Um, yeah, I would, I would love those, those 25 people to, to send me a network request mm. for, for engaging in their content. Um, on the flip side, I have 63 network connections outstanding right now. So I'm act actively looking to expand my network. Uh, in terms of finding other people, sometimes notification says, you know, here's a post that so-and-so has made. Yeah. You, you look at what other people are saying in response to the connections you already have. Is something they say resonating with you? Is it something that, you know, you want to click on their profile and see what else they've posted? But at about? the end of the day, your goal is another work opportunity, correct? Well, my work and my work, my current work opportunity, and there's, I'm looking at this as a, as a three-pronged approach, multiple income streams is the way to go. It doesn't matter who you are. You can't, you can't nail yourself down to, to one income streams. I, I have an opportunity, so I expect to be, I, I guess I'm letting this out. Um, I've been accepted into the relief pool of the Canadian Coast Guard into their engine room. So I expect to be on ship come October 27th. Wow, that's cool. Um, it is very cool. And it, you know, transferable skills, way outside of my comfort zone. Well, didn't you say you were also going to be, yeah, is that what you were alluding to earlier when you were talking about transferable skills? Transferable skills. So I was, I've been repairing my own equipment since 2009. In, in my workshop, I had a shop set up. As I say, I built myself an old snowblower from scrap material from a scrapyard. And I, because of those skills, because I've ripped apart engines, learned how to do it, I will fix anything from a small coffee grinder to a hair straightener. I'm, I'm working on a fully automatic espresso machine right now. Um, yeah, I fix things. I work on my own truck. Mm -hmm. um, and they looked at my answers and said, yeah, you know, these skills are transferable. The Coast Guard people you're talking about? Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. So, you know, I'm going into the engine room as a, as a, you know, the official title is relief oiler. So it's your entry level position in the engine room. Um, but it's not one without responsibilities, right? Like these are, these are ships and they have a very, very important job to do. Cool. You know, in, in Canadian Congrats, waters, yeah. right? um, so they're not taking anybody. Um, most of the people that are coming on board will be coming through the Coast Guard College. And I was up at Georgian College taking a course in, in August. And yeah, there was an 18-year-old. And 
as much as it was a joke, I made a reference. Um, we were doing Marine First Aid. And of course, Seinfeld come up. And I said, you know, there was a Seinfeld episode on this. And, and one of the middle-aged guys says to the, to the other, I'm not going to name any names. He says, oh, oh, Seinfeld, that was a show in the 80s. <laughs> and of course, you know, the, the whole class lost it for, for 15 minutes. I mean, yeah, I could probably like quote every episode of that series. So yeah. Well, this was, this was the episode where they all got thrown in jail for being a good Samaritan. Oh, okay, yeah. Or not being a good or not being yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um so well, it was like the season finale or the, the last yeah um, okay cool so um awesome well thank you so much um i think you know good things to come and there's been a really great information provided by you today around linkedin so thank you for that you're welcome <laughs>